if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. An obviously concern about the chia is that a lot of adults are using this in diet culture as a weight loss tool, making chia seed pudding, which if you follow the standard chia seed pudding recipe, you're ending up with 16 grams of insoluble fiber, which I see people feed it to their babies and it's super dangerous. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Chia seed or flaxseed, which one is better for babies? Can babies even have chia seed or flaxseed safely? What would be the benefit? What should we watch out for? We're going to just do a real quick overview of both of these as they pertain to babies. I don't know if you guys have chia seed or flax seed in your cabinets. They're not on the 100 First Foods list. People sometimes email or comment, you know, why don't you have those on there? Like you have to stop somewhere when it comes to 100 foods um, on the 100 First Foods list. We have lots of other sources of carbohydrate and omega-3 fatty acids and iron on there. But obviously your baby's going to end up eating way more than 100 foods down the road. And you might be wondering about chia seed or flax seed, which is why we're doing this today. Now, I like to start each of these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. And that is that if you do not eat egg, so if your baby is allergic to egg or your family is vegan and you're not offering animal foods, you can use both chia seed and flaxseed to make an egg substitute. So a lot of times I teach families how to make fritters for baby led weaning to make some of those harder to feed whole grains or some leftover proteins you might have or cooked vegetables. You can usually put them into a fritter, cut them into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger that babies can eat 
with their whole hands because they don't have their pincer grasp early on in baby led weaning, right? But if you don't eat eggs, people are like, what holds everything together in the fritter? Well, you can do a chia seed substitute or a flax seed substitute. I've done both of them for hundreds of different types of fritters. They never work as well as egg, but they're a pretty good substitute if you can't or don't eat egg. So here's how you do the chia seed or flax seed substitute, which to be honest, the only reason I have chia seed and flax seed in my pantry is for making BLW fritters because I always make an egg-free version to show you guys that as well. So one tablespoon of chia seed or flax seed, not both. Well, I guess you could do both. I should try that, a combo one. But if you're doing chia seed or flax seed, take one tablespoon of it and mix it with three tablespoons of water. You mix it together with a fork or a little whisk, let it sit for about five to 10 minutes until it gets a little bit gelatinized. It actually becomes like the texture of an egg white. And then that equates to one egg. And you can use that in your fritter recipe. If you use it in some baked goods recipes, it definitely does not work as well. But as I mentioned, flaxseed or chia seed works great for an egg substitute. I also, if I run out of eggs, we eat eggs in my house, but if I run out and I'm making fritters um, for babies, then I'll use that as well. So let's look at the difference between chia seed and flaxseed and kind of break down Before we get into it, I do want to just say that these are not like staple foods that I'm using regularly for babies. Um, I just wanted to do a nutrient kind of comparison and then share a little bit about them. A lot of times parents will have these foods on hand and ask, is it safe for babies to eat? And we need to talk about kind of the context in which they're used. So, well, flaxseed to start out with, you can't just serve flaxseed. It has to be ground in order for humans to digest it. So we don't do flax seeds. You don't eat flax seeds. It's the flax seed meal. So I have right here on my desk, a bag of each chia seeds and flax seeds. I've got Bob's Red Mill flax seed meal. So it's like kind of like sawdust basically is the best way to describe it. And then a bag of Trader Joe's chia seeds. And the serving size for each of these is two tablespoons. So when we do the nutrient comparison, we'll be comparing like for like. One thing I do like about flax seed is they tend to be cheaper. Flaxseed meal is definitely cheaper portion by portion than chia seeds. Chia seeds are this uh, this cyclical trend. They always pop up every decade, right? From the days of the chia pet. And then people use them for smoothies a couple while ago. And then now people are using it for chia seed pudding. So they kind of come and go with regards to popularity, but chia definitely on an upswing. So it's a trendier food tends to be a little bit more expensive. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Um, As far as iron goes, um, both of these are relatively decent sources of iron. When I look at a nutrition facts panel, I'm usually looking for one milligram iron or more per serving. And then I call that an iron food for babies. And not all the foods we offer have one milligram of iron because of course, fruits and vegetables and um, don't have iron. And those are important foods for babies to have, but we do want to just pay attention to iron. And so in a 
relatively small amount volume-wise of food, you, you can get a milligram of iron, which is great for babies. Having said that, there's definitely some reasons why we're going to want to hold off on large portions of this, which we'll get to in a second. So both flax seeds and chia seeds have iron. Chia has almost double the amount of iron, so 1.7 milligrams of iron in a two tablespoon serving. But flaxseed is still impressive, one milligram of iron in a two tablespoon serving. So they're both relatively decent sources of iron. And one of the reasons why both chia seed and flaxseed kind of get elevated in the nutrition realm is because they are both considered the best sources of plant-based omega-3 fatty acids, so the alpha-linolenic acid. So if you're familiar with omega-3 fatty acids, the plant-based ones, the ALA, okay, alpha-linolenic acid is a plant-based essential omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid. So it's one of the good fats, okay, and it's plant-based, okay. There are other sources of omega-3s, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast and the role that omega-3s play in your baby's brain development. But you can get some omega-3s, albeit from a different type, from plant foods, okay? And these, these are important because they have to be obtained by the diet, okay? Your body doesn't have the capacity to make adequate amounts of these essential fatty acids. When something's essential in nutrition, it means you have to get it from your diet. Your body can't make it. Now, is it essential that your baby eats flaxseed and or chia seed? No, absolutely not. By offering your baby a variety of foods, including a variety of plant foods, they'll naturally be accumulating these omega-3 fatty acids. But as far as like a concentrated source goes, there's really no benefit or research that shows like, oh my gosh, babies need, you know, really high amounts of this. I wanted to just point out that you, your baby is perfectly fine if you never, ever serve them chia seed or flaxseed. I'm more inclined to be using flaxseed meal and I'll explain why in a moment. A lot of it has to do with the cost, but I don't want you guys to feel pressured into buying this. I'm just kind of showing you the comparison because parents oftentimes will ask about it. Again, so the flaxseed meal is the one you have to grind in order for the baby to digest it. So we serve the meal, okay? Now, as far as precautions go, there are these flax cyanogenic glycosides. So basically these compounds that if you consume too many of them, they can bind with sulfur compounds. They can form thiocyanates, which can lead to impaired thyroid function. Okay, now I don't want you to be worrying about this for your baby. I just want you to know though, as with most things, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So we don't want to go doing like mega doses of these foods to get a little bit of a nutrition benefit when there could be a potential drawback. As far as, I guess we go ahead and go back to the nutrition profile, when we looked at the calories, so flaxseed has 70 calories in a two tablespoon serving, chia has 120. Who cares, right? Because we don't care about how many calories a baby is eating. As far as fats go, flaxseed meal is four and a half grams compared to chia, which is eight. But again, my goal is not to fill my baby up with fats or to really stress about what types of fats they're eating, especially in the baby-led weaning phase when they're just learning how to eat real food. Okay, if you look at the breakdown of omega-3 ALA, yes, chia seed has slightly more, but again, your baby could be getting adequate amounts of the omega-3 fatty acids from a variety of lots of other foods. There's no like, you know, widespread public health concern that babies aren't getting enough omega-3 fatty acids. It's certainly not a nutrient of concern, meaning that we're not concerned about babies being deficient in it. However, if the baby was deficient in it because of inadequate nutrition, failure to thrive, underlying health issues, certainly there could be cognitive impairment because of the role that omega-3s play in lots of things, including brain health, blood health, bone health, etc. As far as fiber goes, a lot of adults love chia seed over flaxseed because there's definitely more fiber, okay? And I want to just caution that a lot of times people are using chia seeds and to a lesser degree flax seeds in adult nutrition world diet culture to make themselves feel fuller for longer, right? Both of these absorb water. 
they stick around in your gut for longer. A lot of that has to do with their fiber profile. Okay. And they can make you feel artificially full. Fine. If you're trying to lose weight as an adult and this is the way you've decided to do it, that works for you. But we don't want to make our babies feel artificially full. So we're not going to go start pumping them full of chia seed that absorbs a ton of water, takes up room in their gut, takes longer to digest, alleviates their feelings of hunger. Because I don't want to mess with that feedback loop that babies should be learning how to respond to with regards to feelings of hunger, eating food, the feelings of hunger going away, stopping eating food. Then they feel hungry later and they eat food. Okay, we want babies to start to learn how to be able to use food to respond to their feelings of hunger and satiety. Okay, we don't want to mess up that feedback loop by making them feel artificially full. And in very, very small amounts, that's not a concern. However, if you look at the way, especially that chia seed is used in the general population, a lot of times chia seed puddings are really popular. So, you know, the the typical chia seed pudding recipe is take a quarter of a cup of chia seeds. That's four tablespoons and a quarter of a cup, right? So it's two servings, okay? And mix it with a cup of coconut milk. If you were to serve that to your baby, okay, that would have as far as more protein than the baby needs for the entire day, okay? And, And babies like pudding consistencies. And when your baby gets proficient at eating, they could eat a significant amount of that. But with all of that fiber in their belly, then it making them feel artificially full and then potentially displacing other nutrient-dense foods. You know, a diet chia seed pudding intended to help an adult feel fuller for longer so they don't overeat is not an appropriate application for a food for a baby. So again, in small portions, these are perfectly fine. Do you need to feel like you've got to go out and buy some for your baby right now? Absolutely not. Why? Because there are many other sources of iron and omega-3 fatty acids that babies can eat from their diet, from both plant foods, and then you can get a different type of omega-3s if your family does eat animal foods. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So from the fiber standpoint, a lot more fiber in chia seed, which... Again, I like high fiber foods for babies that are naturally occurring sources that they're learning how to eat in appropriate portions, but I'm not going to go favor one food over another because of its fiber content. And as far as its protein goes, chia is a little bit higher in protein. Again, adults love that because the protein, the fiber and the fat is what makes you feel fuller for longer. Again, we're trying to prevent unnecessary or artificial feelings of fullness in our babies. The iron is probably, I would say, impressive in both of them. So if it had to break it down, which one would you choose, chia or flax? As I mentioned, you can definitely get by without either of these for your baby. But if I had to pick, I would say that flax seed meal is a food that I find myself using more for baby led weaning. It's more affordable. It's already ground up in a form that's easy for all human bodies, including babies, to absorb. It's got one milligram of iron, which is great. It's a rich source of that omega-3 alpha-linolenic acid, the ALA acid, the the ones we got to get somewhere in the diet, okay? It's got a little bit of fat in there. One thing I like about flaxseed as well is that the flaxseed meal from a taste standpoint, it has a slighter, nuttier flavor. Chia seeds don't taste like anything. That's fine. You know, neither does tofu and babies love it. But the slightly nuttier flavor of flaxseed, I think is kind of unique. Now, what would be our precautions? Okay, any, either chia seed or flaxseed, you might have experienced this yourself if you've ever overdone it with one of these, can cause digestive issues if eaten too much. So I think we've already kind of covered the feelings of artificial fullness. So they're both beneficial in that they've got those essential omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, but they both can be problematic in that if eaten in portions too large, 
they can cause digestive issues. Okay. Uh, neither of these I have on the 100 first foods list because there's many, many other foods I would choose to feed a baby before. As far as precautions go, really high intakes of the flaxseed could lead to impaired thyroid function. Too much of any good thing is not a good thing. Um, I was just kind of looking through some of the literature about potential food safety concerns regarding either of these. An interesting recall popped up from the Oregon Food Bank in 2020 um, on the FDA website for chia seeds and a huge batch that was donated to the Oregon Food Bank had been contaminated with rodent droppings. So that's not a something you would you know, ideally want in your baby's food. We have a very, very, very safe food supply in this country. And I don't think you need to be concerned about rodent droppings in your baby's foods. How do I use these in baby led weaning? I find myself using flaxseed significantly more often than chia seed. Really, the only time I use chia seed is to make that egg substitute if I'm making vegan or egg-free fritters or baking with it. I do think the chia seed egg substitute works slightly better. This is just like anecdotal from doing this for years now and many, many different baby led weaning recipes works a little bit better at holding everything together than the flaxseed does, but they both are fine. The chia seed pudding concerns me. I definitely see people feeding that to their baby. I don't like the idea of a baby getting a quarter of a cup of chia seeds, which again would be um, 16 grams of fiber, which is going to keep your baby and it's going to jack up their gut pretty bad. So there's no reason to make chia seed pudding um, for your baby. Your baby can just eat yogurt if you like that consistency. Or if you do it, do it in, in very, very small portions just to avoid some of those potential digestive disorders or issues. With regards to flaxseed meal, I use it a lot for rolling slippery foods in. So I always teach about, you know, it's fine for your baby to eat slippery foods. Parents will be like, what, what can I do to make the foods less slippery? You don't have to do anything. Learning how to eat slippery foods and pick them up is part of learning how to eat. But if you want to do things like, you know, banana spears or avocado slices, you can roll them in. I talk about high iron foods that also add traction. So chia or flaxseed meal is one of the ones that I really like. Again, it kind of looks and tastes like sawdust, um, but it adds a little bit of iron as well. I use it in pancakes sometimes. So I'll use a small amount of it to replace whatever the flour is that I'm offering, um, or I'll also use it as the uh, vegan egg replacer. So in summary, I like flaxseed a little bit more than chia seed, but they're both fine in small amounts for your baby. And it's totally fine if you decide that you don't want to do any of these for your baby either. All right. Hope you guys learned a little bit about chia or flax. Interested to hear your thoughts because I know people have thoughts, especially about some of these trendier food items. If you want to leave a comment, the best place is on a review for the podcast. Leaving a review of the Baby Led Weeding Made Easy podcast helps other parents find the podcast. And I read every single review. I get the best ideas. If you have an idea for an episode two or something you've been wor worrying about or wondering about when it comes to feeding your baby, if you would kindly leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, it helps so much to get this podcast found by other parents who are interested in this important evidence-based information. And it's a great place to drop your comments, thoughts about the podcast and any ideas you have for a future episode. So thanks so much for listening. I'll link up the research articles, the different resources related to chia and flaxseed, and then I'll outline that substitute for chia or flax in place of egg. I'll put it all in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com slash 273. Thanks so much for listening. Bye now. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So little golden books, 
Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.